Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. My name is Brian Convery, and today we are talking about Careering Chat. Careering Talk is an open mic series to empower jobs and career seekers with knowledge, insights, career pathing, coaching, and to find that dream job and develop a career with purpose and impact. On today's Careering Talk, I've invited Katie Tyler to join me. Katie is a graduate of Wilfrid Laurier University and has held a number of leadership positions throughout her impressive career. She has worked for IBM for over 15 years and has spent the last eight plus years with Deloitte. Katie collectively brings over two decades of success in leading large-scale business and technology transformation initiatives. Combining a mastery of technology and passion for transforming organizations, Katie knows the best practices our clients need to optimize service delivery, vendor selection, talent management, service delivery, and the employee experience. Her contribution has translated into improved operational efficiencies and increased shareholder value through organizations in a variety of industries. Katie is also a certified human resource professional and also a certified SAP consultant. Katie's particular area of expertise includes large-scale SAP transformations, human capital and business process transformation, HR cloud solutions, as well as SAP human resources, time management and payroll. Talented? That would be an understatement. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. Well, it's awesome to see you and to get started. So I wanted to maybe ask a few rapid fire questions uh, so our audience can get to know Katie a little bit more. So what are your preferred pronouns? She, her. Awesome. What is your superpower? I'd have to say I think it's empathy. I try really hard in whatever moment I'm in, whether it be with clients or coaching sessions to really understand who I'm talking to and the feelings they're having in the moment. Awesome. Awesome. Great, great superpower. Cake or pie? Not really a dessert person, but Ah. (laughs) I'd say pie probably. And do you have a favorite pie? (laughs) Not really? No, see, that's my problem. I'm not a, a chocolate chip cookie. If you had okay. said favorite, I'd take a chocolate chip cookie. Okay, chocolate chip cookie is good. Awesome. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? By far, Christmas. If you were to come to my house, my house pukes Christmas. <laughs> Best compliment you've ever gotten? <sighs> so I'm not a really big fan of compliments or accepting them, but mm-hmm. um, Whenever someone tells me I was able to help them achieve their goal, it, I really feel great about that. That's awesome. That's a good compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a favorite smell? Hmm. So I find smells bring back so many memories for mm-hmm. me. Um, so there's so many different smells. I love la- lavender. Lavender is probably my favorite uh. smell. I also could tell you like the smell of an office that I would walk into, um, like the old office I used to work at brings back so many amazing memories and like even stepping off an airplane in a tropical place, that smell of the outside air, like all those mm. things are like, mm, love it. Isn't so true. It's like all these different smells that you're describing them. I can, I can, I can sense it, you know, just from listening to you describe it. That's awesome. Okay. So, you know, we spoke a little bit about you at the beginning of the podcast, and I was wondering if um, for our listeners, maybe you could talk in more detail about your overall career journey, 
what attracted you to consultancy, HR, and tech, and maybe what you learned along the way. Sure, I'll try. I um I have a really weird start to my career. So as you said, I was at Wilfrid Laurier, which I absolutely adored. Um, I was a phys ed grad, which they now call kinesiology. And um, I, I didn't know what I was going to do from there. I took it because I want to be a lawyer. And as I moved through, I decided I didn't want to be a lawyer. So as I investigated what to do next with my career, um, and there was a typical coach, police officer, uh, <laughs> or kinesiologist then, but that sort of uh, therapy, I really loved cardiac therapy. I was approached to join IBM as a coach. This was pre-Y2K. For those of you who don't know Y2K, the turn of the century was a huge anxious time for those in technology worried that as we moved to four decimals, um, the world would explode and companies would stop working. So um, before then, they were looking for a coach to help um, communicate to clients and coach clients on implementing new technologies. And I thought, oh, I mean, that's what I love to do. I love being a coach, an athletic coach. Um, so maybe I can do this. So I came into IBM and quite quickly realized with, you know, coming up close to the turn of the century that um, they needed people actually could configure the system. So I, I was asked, what did I want to learn? Did I want to learn warehousing, materials management, finance, like none of that made any sense to me. I didn't know what they were talking about. And they said, or HR and payroll. And I said, oh, payroll, you pay people. Okay, I'll do that. So <laughs> so I went and I was sent for training to SAP, which became code training. So I had to learn how to code. And I actually adored it. It's kind of like when you learn how to do a sport for the first time. I'm a soccer player. So kick a soccer ball and it goes in the net. Like I, someone was giving me a requirement. I actually coded in the system and I saw it work in the end. I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. So I, I, that's how I got into HR and that's how I got into tech. One thing I did realize though, is I was now going into clients and I was helping them put in systems to do their HR operations more efficiently and effectively. But I have phys ed degree. Like I really didn't understand what it was HR organizations did. So I did decide to go back to school and that's where I got my degree um, from the HR professional association so that I could have not a degree like um, my professional designation. So I actually could have a little bit of understanding and background as to what HR was all about. So that's pretty much where I got my start. And then I, um, I continued on the tech journey. Um, I, I needed to take a little pause in consulting. We could talk about that as I went through family. And um, I didn't want to take a step back. And what I felt was important is that I was advising clients on how their operations should be enabled by tech without actually ever doing HR operations. So I did go into HR as an HR business partner for a, a couple of years so that I could learn that trade as well. And that was you know, that was monumental to where, you know, my career direction in focusing on HR transformation um, and tech enabled transformation. So it's kind of just evolved and neat things have come their way that have helped me in my journey of learning. Yeah, it's amazing. And um, I didn't know that about your degree as a starting point, which is often a sticky point for young people too that might be listening. They're always 
you know, sometimes I'll hear questions like, oh, did I take the wrong degree? Or, you know, I'm not sure what degree I should take. And you're a perfect example of like, you know, it was a building block for you, but it, you know, it, it didn't necessarily take you on a career path that was linked to your degree, right? Exactly. There's lots I could, I learned from my degree. Yep. Um, there's lots I miss about what I could have been with a phys ed degree instead I'm sitting at a desk all day but um <laughs> I like I I absolutely adored what I learned and the the time management skills and the dedication yeah. and the coaching I've taken with me in all the different aspects of my career yeah no that's awesome thank you I mean you know we did talk a little bit and you did talk a little bit here about you know being a mom and, and a family you know you're a wife a mom a daughter an executive in business, you're juggling a family, work, and what appears to be a very busy life, which can be challenging, I assume. Looking back and based on your lived experiences, what advice would you give to a young woman who is looking to start a job and even perhaps a family today? Yeah, I feel like um, I think about this often in every interaction I have with um, many I work with. And, and I go back and forth and I think, yeah, it was it was difficult um, and difficult. I mean, uh, you constantly feel guilty. Mm-hmm. You want to have a phenomenal career. You want to be a mom. But first of all, I couldn't have done it without the support I had around me and having to also make sure that I wasn't continually f- living in this state of guilt Um, My children are tremendous, incredible, independent women, and I'm so proud of them. And I'm so thankful that I had a partner beside me the whole way that was so supportive of my career, but also in us raising this incredible, you know, family Mm -hmm. business we have, right? It really is a business. We run this house like we we want everyone to be successful and i think i you know you you think about it and i talk to a lot of young people now that want to focus on on their careers first before their family i find it very hard not to think of them together you need to think of them together it it is difficult and i not i know everyone doesn't have you know the partnership that i have with my husband and my family, both his and mine around as the children were young, but you need to make choices and, and, and you don't want to, I, I do recommend as much as I can. And every situation is different is to not wait, right? Like if, if a family is what you want, you can have a family and a career and you mm-hmm. just figure out what it is and how you will juggle both to be successful and 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 waiting you know waiting i worry sometimes and and i've seen it too often that some women wait too long to mm-hmm. start and 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 we're trying to showcase and i think it's important for corporate america to try to showcase that we can help women become successful in their career continue to advance in their career while taking that leaves while being able to raise their family well, having the flexibility so that they can start their day later so they can get their children off to school or end their day earlier so that they can be around the dinner table. I mean, we just need to figure out how we can build the talent value proposition 
that we have in our organization such that we can support all parents. This isn't just a female conversation. This is yep. the the fathers, the mothers, the the guardians of whoever they are. And it's also not just for children. It's I mean, we're in multi-generational households now. We just need to help create the space and the flexibility so that we can all have the careers. So, I mean, that's kind of what I'm passionate about. And I try to talk to women about um, and men about. I can't believe the men that are starting to take paternity leaves and long ones and, and are worried about doing so. And I think it's amazing that they want to do that. Um, my husband did it and and it was the most incredible opportunity for him to bond with our daughter. So it can be done. It's just talking through it. Yeah, no, I, I'm so glad where you went with the conversation. Also, it's the whole idea of intergenerational homes where now even, you know, you know, I experienced this myself, but, you know, parents that you now have to take care of and might be living with you or, you know, doctor's appointments, you need to get them to, too. You're right. It's not just children and, and the, and the people taking paternity leave as well. It's like, good for them. Like, this is, this is something that is, you know, like you can have a career, you can have a family and you can have your time. And, and uh, I think um, it's interesting too, you said a little bit about, you know, waiting and sometimes people try to look at things in a linear fashion and and sometimes as you and I both know we were just chatting about that but before we even started the podcast life is short right it's things fly by quick and all of a sudden it's five years went by right so well we lost yeah. a couple years in the pandemic didn't we <laughs> we sure did we sure did you know speaking about that in the pandemic um I know that's you know obviously taking quite a toll on everyone from both a personal and professional perspective what have you learned from it and how has it changed you and your perspectives? Interesting. The pandemic was actually really great for me in that I, I was on the road a lot. I've been on the road most of my career and getting to be home and seeing every day what my children are doing, going through, seeing them grow, be a part of the in the moment issues which typically I'm not typically I'm on the road and my husband takes care of the you know day-to-day -day struggles that and by the time I get home they're probably resolved and sometimes <laughs> I hear about them sometimes I don't but I got to see them every moment and and I got to actually answer the mom texts that you know moms text moms and I usually would copy and paste them to my husband to say deal with them but I got to take care of all that and and I really think coming out of the pandemic I've been known to be someone who has a difficult time with work-life balance I've completely pivoted I wow. I got myself, I figured out ways that uh, Paul and I exercise at home. Now that's kind of gone by the wayside in the summer, but we're going to fix it coming uh, <laughs> in the year. But um, I, you know, I take the children places. I'm, I'm right beside them. And now I actually have planned out time with them and for myself in my calendar. I'm working from home a lot more. I purposely decide when I'm going to travel, when I'm going to go downtown to the office. I I feel, and I hope it'll never change. Like I hope the the feelings and the ability to work in the way that makes us successful and and healthy will continue. I I sleep in sometimes. I end my day early sometimes. Yeah. I work 
sometimes, I mean, I have a global role. Sometimes I'm on at nine and 10 o'clock at night to work with Asia, but that's okay because I'm not on the next night or I'm, you know, I'll go for lunch with my husband if noon opens up and we can grab a patio. Right. So I think I, and I've stopped feeling guilty about not working 24 seven and, and that's taken a really long time, like over 25 years. Yeah. Figure that out. (laughs) Well, it's amazing how it, um, it truly has revolutionized the way you, you think about work and life, hasn't it? Completely. It's also helped. I've really loved that my children have seen, you know, the work ethic. Like it always used to be, I'm she's on the road, mommy's on the road, she can't help. Um, she can't help me. It was more of a frustration that I wasn't around. And now they actually are a part of my career, understanding the people I'm working with, and somewhat getting a chance to understand what I do. And and I I think it's been really great. And um I'm excited that they have been a part of it. Yeah. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. That thank you so much for sharing that because I think when I look at many many people who are balancing so many things and I don't have children and I'm I always look at my friends that do and I said I don't know how I even <laughs> have time. Uh but it's it's something that's uh really valuable for especially people who are trying to think about this the idea of balancing, you know, the work and the life and how do you start your career and be dedicated, but also have time for yourself and, and go on those patios for lunch with your significant other? Thanks again for really talking about that. I think it's so important. Um, this is a part of the show where I love to get a little more personal and, and, and thinking about the audience and young people who are going through their challenges and life, life journeys as well. But it, was there anything that you might feel comfortable talking about as a challenge or something you've overcome in your past or maybe something you're dealing with now that and what you maybe learned from that, that, that lesson? Um, I mean, we all have our scars and challenges as we go through our careers. And I'd say, um, I'm, I, as I mentioned at the top, I'm, I'm quite empathetic. I, I'm, you know, I'm very, I feel things quite deeply Mm -hmm. and things, um, I take things extremely personally. So this isn't just one challenge or one issue I faced it has been ongoing since the very beginning of my career did I do something wrong did I you know if I made a tiny mistake I stew over it for forever my biggest you know my biggest challenge I find is that I'm I'm really not great with confrontation and difficult situations and and that has been challenging uh, not just from the start of my career, but more especially as a leader now and mm-hmm. having to give feedback and having to be a coach um, and a sponsor to people. It's And, and working with difficult clients. I, I, I really struggle. I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, I What I've tried to do is now as I've gone through my career and I've try to stop coming home crying to Paul <laughs> and it was such a <laughs> terrible day and what do I do about it um it, you know because heaven forbid I, I, I wouldn't want to cry at work right <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like it sometimes there's been the odd uh, bathroom visit but um I I really tried to now put myself in those situations so that I can learn I feel like I'm this is one area I'm, I've got to continually put myself in difficult situations to learn how to deal with them. And um, it's uncomfortable. It's still uncomfortable for me, but Mm -hmm. I'm learning. 
I'm learning. And one thing I am learning, and this is, uh, I wish I had learned when I was uh, a younger person coming into the business, I didn't take feedback very well. Mm. I, um, I, as much as I'm an athlete and when, and, and I'm so coachable, that didn't translate, I felt, and I'm sure if those listening who were my bosses in the past <laughs> might not agree, but I, I, I wasn't coachable, right? And I think I need to be able to tell people who I'm coaching and, and mentoring the negative feedback's not the right thing, but stuff where they can improve because yeah. they won't improve if I don't give them that. And I'm always too scared to tell them that. And, and I guess the biggest feedback is please be open, be coachable. The only way you're going to improve and whatever you do and grow in your career is to get the feedback that will help you. None of us are perfect. Right. And there's always things we can work on. And, and um, I guess I'm always been scared to give that information and scared to receive it. Um, and so that's, uh, that's, that has been my challenge and I will continue to work on it. Katie, thank you so much for sharing that and being vulnerable with your story, because I think everything you said was resonating and, and the idea of um, the feedback and the coachability and, and also taking things personally and and everything you shared. Thank you so much for that, because I think there's a lot people can learn from what you just shared and the insights you provided maybe as they count, you know, come to the workplace and think about things maybe from a different lens. So thank you again for for sharing that. We were talking um as we're getting started talking, obviously, because we both have such a big passion for young people and students and uh, have done a few <laughs> events together in our past. And, you know, as the audience of this podcast varies, um, but there are students who will ask me quite often, you know, what do I do? How do I stand out to a potential employer? Um, obviously, you, you, you bring students on where you are. Um, you've, you've been coaching students for a long time and, and you have your daughters who are students. Um, you know, what... Um, what would you what would you share maybe on like how to stand out to an employer or how for for a student to you know what what advice would you give them for starting their career? Yeah, so I get to meet with many and interview many, and I think um, you'd see those that I've brought on throughout my career um, actually are still working with me. I talked to someone I brought on just the other day I hadn't spoken to in 15 years and it was so lovely. And I'll tell you what stands out for me. It's a few things. One is, um, something my father used to always say, um, it's about aptitude and attitude. So when you're coming in, new from from campus or you're looking for a job as a high schooler it, it's about the confidence you bring not overconfidence but confidence you bring into the role that you'll be successful the attitude that you'll be that you are open that you're open to feedback that you're excited about what's ahead of you but also proving that you have the aptitude to learn. So finding ways to show that you're, you've taken on new skill sets, you've listened, you've coached, you are able to adapt and be successful in something new. Look at, I was a phys ed degree, right? We've talked about yeah. that. And I had to go and code SAP German software. 
So it was obviously something in my attitude and my aptitude that I I, I was able to maintain this job, right? And, and from a very young age with actually zero technical background. I mean, my 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 um schooling career, as much as I took some biology and chemistry, I also took squash and soccer, right? But I, <laughs> you know, it's all about the aptitude and attitude and the interest. And I'll tell you the there are students that reach out to me on a frequent basis and, and, and they ask me, can you get me a job? Right. I might know yeah. their parent or whatever. And I say, what would you like to do? What interests you at Deloitte or wherever I was working? And, and there, and many times I get, well, I could do anything. Uh, my ask is like research, find yeah. out what you're passionate about, find roles that you'd like to be. I'm not saying that you have to know exactly what it is, but a big organization like I'm at, like, I don't know, do you want to do accounting? Do you want to be a consultant? Do you want to work internal? Like there's so many different and exciting roles we have that I need. You need to do a little bit of work so that you can come with some ideas of how your background, your experience, your passions will play out. And in my uh, in roles where I'm in, it's a lot of client facing. So I want to make sure I'm looking for people who have the attitude, the smiles, the outgoingness. I'm not saying you have to be an outgoing A-type personality, but someone that can speak articulately mm -hmm. about a subject and will be a self-starter that will go research and learn and aren't aren't looking for me to tell them what to say. So, I mean, that's my 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 biggest advice is, as an employer, I'm looking for aptitude and attitude. So do whatever you can to portray that to me when we're in conversations. Some great, great advice and insights for students that are listening. This awesome, um, awesome to share that and, and to help people understand that. And you're right. Do some research. Figure out what it is that you're good at. What do you like to do? What are you interested in? Um, and, and then people like yourself, myself, we can help you kind of navigate. But you're right. You got to be a bit of a self-starter with your career, and and to your point, you might not know what the title is or what it is exactly, but you know, still try to list out your your thoughts, right? Um, take a bit of a with with some ownership. So, no, thank you, Katie. That was awesome. And you know, I can't believe we're already getting close to the end of the talk. And I've really enjoyed listening to your feedback and your advice to to others. And such a pleasure to have you here with me today. Um, is there any last minute thoughts you may want to reflect on for today or share with our audience? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'd say if there's something that you want um, and are passionate about that you should um, go after it. So what I mean is, you know, I have many reach out to me and look, when I was um, in high school, university or starting out, um, I was always scared to reach out to leaders, but if you know there's a role you're interested in, or if you've been listening to a podcast or to, you know, if you've joined a seminar of some sort and you're interested and want to learn more about a role, reach out to that person. I mean, we've got LinkedIn, but my advice is don't just reach out and say, hey, Katie, you know, I thought you were great on the podcast. Can we talk? I want a job. It's <laughs> what, you know. What is it about that podcast you thought was so, so inspiring? What is it that it means you'd be looking for? What is it that your background's bringing? And what questions would you have for me that I could help you with, right? So 
I, you know, it, this is less about um, finding people that will get you a job and more about you doing your exploration to build up your experience. Um, you know, way back when my roommate in university said she was passionate about, you know, a certain hotel chain and she was going to be running all events for that hotel chain one day. And I tell you, she did everything in her power to meet every person in that hotel. And did she not get a job, land it and become the person running all the events in that hotel chain? She had a passion. She made it made it so. So I'd say do the same thing, right? Find out what your passion is. And you might div it move around, right? But at least um know know where you'd like to start and and don't expect others to hand it to you. Kind of do a little bit of work to get there too. Some amazing advice and wow, chock full of insights. Katie, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. It was great to catch up with you and and hear how things are going. Thank you again. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So for the listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network. Please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, please stay well.